Screenless. Mike Marshall, graphic designer, creative mind, owner of creative agency Eat Sleep Think. Welcome to Creative Cuppa. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've got my, I've got my Believe in Unicorn mug here with me. So, oh, uh, marvelous! Yeah. What's your cuppa of choice? I'm having a cup of tea at the moment with a sweetener. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Do you do uh, tea all the time? Are you, do you ever venture into the coffee oh. kind of realm? Yeah, yeah. Coffee. I think coffee goes with creativity, doesn't it? It certainly goes with with my job. But recently, since lockdown. Um, I've been drinking more tea because if I carry on drinking coffee all day, I can't sleep. So Yeah, I tend to do coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. Well, there you go. It's the afternoon. Yeah. It's time for tea. Yeah, <laughs> marvellous. Okay, so we've known each other quite a long time, haven't we? Yeah, uh, 25 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm. and uh, full disclosure, when I uh, went professional uh, and became a composer, you were the first person to give me a bit of work, which was um, which was lovely. Yeah. Uh, set me off on a path. Uh, th- I think before that you were doing, um, f- you were creating flash videos for us as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the yes, crikey, Can you remember that's, the coconut? Yeah, <laughs> cool. It's a Seems coconut. Like a different lifetime, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go back. I mean, we can talk about the magical mix of creativity and business mm. in a in a bit, but I'd like to go right back to the start. Um, right, okay. Mike Marshall. Teenager, <laughs> or I mean, were you a teenager when you got into graphic design? How did it all begin? My parents were both um, what was considered at the time working class, uh, and I'd been fascinated with art and drawing ever since I was about probably old enough to pick up a pen. Really, um, um, my grandparents, or well, my dad's mum, used to buy me comics every Wednesday. And for the, for those listening, Wednesday used to be the changeover day for comics. So she used to go to the newsagent, buy me a couple of comics. Well, me and my brother, but I used to read them. He just used to eat the sweets that were in the paper bag that she used to provide. And I got caught up with a comic called 2000 AD. And I've been reading it ever since. In fact, I'm 50 on Tuesday, and I worked out that I'd been reading 2000 AD for 43 years of my entire life. <laughs> wow. Um, and I think that that's what got me into the art, uh, definitely. Fantastic artists, Mick McMahon, Carlos Esquera, uh, you know, Brian Boland, all the, all the big greats, all the fantastic artists. They really inspired me to draw. And I wanted to be a comic book artist, and... When I got to the age of 13, it was a strange world. It was a miners' strike started in 84, and that affected a lot of industries in our area in Sheffield greatly. Uh, My dad got laid off. Um, He went from job to job to job. And so I I felt really uh, bad about putting on my my parents and putting on them to support me if I wanted to be a comic book artist or something like that. I wanted to go to art college, and they supported me through that. But I wanted a job in art that paid money. And in 1983, the UK government brought out um, graphic design O-level. 
and I was one of the first students in the country to take a graphic design O-level course. And I didn't know what graphic design was. I just knew from doing a bit of research that it was like a commercial side of art where you could actually get employed and um, create logos and posters and whatnot and get paid to do it. And that seemed to me to be like a logical progression from wanting to be a comic book artist and wanting to be an illustrator, which was difficult to get into and didn't pay a lot of money to do graphic design that seemed to be more of a vocational style of art. And yeah, you know, I didn't know what it was. And so I took it on and I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I had a, I had a really good teacher, Mr. Bailey, a typical um, art teacher. Yeah, he was, he was good. He was, he was a good inspiration and he put me on the right track and then I left school, went to Chesterfield College, did a OND in graphic design and then went on to uh, Bolton Institute of Higher Education and it was a bit of a strange choice really. I could have stayed around Sheffield and I could have gone to Derby and Derby at the time was a fantastic graphic design course but I've always been I don't know, I've always been one of these people that don't necessarily believe in myself that much in my skills. I've, I've got to, I always tend to ground myself quite well um, and probably a little bit too much and sort of like, that, that sort of tends to push me into the pessimistic side. But I think that I went to Bolton because it wasn't one of the major colleges in the country that were doing graphic design and I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to sort of like fail getting on the course and then go for my second choice. So I made really a, a second choice college my first choice. Okay. And it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. It was fantastic experience. Every single tutor was from industry. So they came in on a part-time basis, set briefs. They had their own agencies that they were running in Manchester and Bolton and, and Blackburn and, and, and all of those type of uh, places. And they used to come in every week and give us some fantastic um, briefs and some amazing real world uh, insight into graphics and a real sort of like vocational training for what was to come. Mm. And one of my heroes, I suppose you could say, or well, several of them, but there's two that spring to mind. One is Trevor Lofthouse, who was the... Um, was the head of the course. And he always used to talk like this, and he always used to come up to your drawing board really, really closely and go, oh, I love those marker techniques, Mike, they're gorgeous. And he always used to have a John Player special in one hand, um, <laughs> fagging it away around the studio. Because back in those days, obviously, you know, smoking yeah. wasn't seen to be um, the, the, the pariah-type habit that it is now. And then there was Richard Morris from Drawing Board in Manchester, he had an agency, did a lot of work with Reebok, um, who were based in uh, Preston. And ironically, years later, I ended up working for an agency who did a lot of work for Reebok, and we ended up collaborating with Drawing Board. So that was that was quite nice. That's fantastic. So following your uh, experiences in Bolton, mm. Mike goes to work. So how long did it take for you to wake up one day and say, actually, you know what, I'm going to set up on my own? Um, I don't think you wake up and say, I'm going to set up on my own. I'd hit a wall. Uh, I was working for an agency. I had been working for an agency for about seven years. 
um, first started off being called Resource. It was set up by myself and Annie Harriman, who was um, a um, director of EMAP. And over time, it morphed into another agency um, named Artisan. And I was working for Artisan for, yeah, for about five, six years, something like that. And um, I was creative director and and I was doing 80 plus hours a week, wow. you know, sometimes, not all the time, but, but quite a lot of the time. And it just took its toll on me. And one day I can remember just going in and saying, that's it, I've, I've, I'm I'm handing in my notice. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I'd got some money saved up in the bank, uh, not a lot, and decided, right, you know, I'm just going to go freelance. I'm just going to take a break and just go off on my own for a bit. And ironically about, oh, crikey, literally less than a week since I'd left, I had artisan uh, clients contacting me. Now, obviously, we'd got this clause where I... I wasn't allowed to contact them, and that wasn't my intention whatsoever. My intention was to just go off and freelance for other agencies in Nottingham and and um, you know the local area, and just enjoy myself, not having the responsibility of managing a team and um, heading up big projects, etc. And just kick back and and do a bit of graphic design work and get paid. I think it was at that, that time. I think it, I think the going rate was about fifteen pound an hour. And so then I made the decision to to go out on my own, on my own, working um, for these yeah. folks that got in touch with me. And that's how Eat Sleep Think was formed, really. The the, the name came out from a letter um, that I wrote to Design Week that got published, all about Alan Fletcher from Pentagram. There was an article on uh, Alan's working day, and it said, you know, he gets in at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, sits with his creatives, goes through the work and, and whatnot, and then, um, you know, does his own projects, then leaves about three in the afternoon. And at, at the time, I'd been working flat out, and I've always believed that design is your life. Your life is design. There is no um, there is no line that you can draw. <laughs> and quite naively, <laughs> I, I wrote... I wrote a letter to Design Week, and, and, and in one of my comments was, um, we eat, sleep, think, design. We are designers and all this lot. So it's quite yeah. pompous and very, very naive, um, because looking back on it now, and the way that I run my agency, I get in about half past nine, sometimes leave about half past four. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's I don't that. suppose it means that you don't think about design no. when you're not working. No. Uh, you just have that kind of brain, and and obviously now looking back, I mean Alan Fletcher is one of the was well, well was one of the greats. I mean, he's up there with Milton Glaser, um, uh, Neville Brody, and 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 all of those um, graphic designer rock stars, you know. And I've got a lot of respect for his work and the agency Pentagram, which is obviously still going that that he set up. I mean, absolutely incredible creative mind. It's just ironic that my my agency was named after a letter I wrote to him and and how the name itself has morphed over the years and now we're known as EST, um, just because basically everybody calls us EST uh, because they can't bother to say eat, sleep, thing. They just like, <laughs> everybody likes to abbreviate everything. It's quite nice, though, because your logo looks like the abbreviation for established as well, which I think is quite a nice... 
Yeah. Because you are very well established. You have many big clients around the world and yeah. award winning. And, and more recently, actually, uh, with the epidemic as it is, you've mm. kind of gone a route which is to help try and help small businesses. Yeah. Because you feel like they're going to be some of the most affected. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of businesses that that fall through the cracks. Um, I mean, ours included. I'm a company director, so I I can't claim for a self-employment help because I'm not self-employed. I earn a wage, but I don't earn a wage. I earn a dividend. Um, And also, our offices are rated um, separately. So we haven't been able to claim the 10 grand because we can't claim small business rates. So, you know, there's, I, th- I think a lot of businesses are finding it difficult to adapt. And so I'm, I'm a member of a, a BNI network, um, and it's a formal networking group. Some people like it, some people don't. I particularly like it. It's good because it, it's, it's every Tuesday morning, it gets me up for the, for the week. I get to talk to different business people. And I get to share experiences with them and we help and support each other. And I think throughout my entire life, I have always wanted to give back. And I, I, and, and I don't know where this comes from. I really don't. But for instance, um, we've always had a preferential rate for third sector charities, NGOs. We always offer them um, our hourly rate at cost. And I've always done that. And I don't know whether it's my dad um, that influenced me because he was he was a great um, exponent for um, supporting communities and, and helping people and going above and beyond to help others um, with with no real reward asked for. And I, I feel exactly the same. And so when I when the the coronavirus hit, I thought, how can I support the fellow? members of my BNI chapter but also what skills have the fellow members of my BNI chapter got that I can get in front of other businesses one to support the BNI folks so but also it was a very complicated time and it's strange that it was a very complicated time sounds like it's years ago but it's only a few weeks but it feels like it's years ago and so I did an interview with my accountant Matthew Howe from Wilson Howe, and he um, very neatly, he's a brilliant accountant, very neatly told everybody in layman's terms on um, his thoughts on what you should be doing as a business. Mm. Uh, spoke to my business coach, Mark Self, etc., etc. And I think now I'd, I've lost count of how many videos we've done since this started. It must be getting on for 20-plus videos, interviews, and also a series that I've started called Pivoting with Purpose. I love my alliterations. Um, <laughs> yeah. For me, it, it, alliterations appeal to my autism, autistic aspect of me, and, and it, it just feels complete when you when you say an alliteration. It just, the, the whole sentence feels complete and it feels clever. So I don't know, I mean, you know, it's, it's also a cliche, I know, but that's just me, that's, that's who I am. Yeah, I think those videos probably helped more people than, than you realise. I, I, I hope so. Where can people catch up with those videos? Well, we've got our website, eatsleepthink.com forward slash videos, surprisingly. The majority of them are on there. Also, uh, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube. Just do a search for Eat Sleep Think, all one word, and you'll find us. Yeah. I'll put those in the 
the show notes as well. Oh, thank you. Fantastic. Well, Mike, thank you ever so much for joining me for a cuppa. That's all right. It's been wonderful. I'll bring some biscuits next time. Bring some biscuits next time. Mm. (laughs) 